On today's podcast, we have Lindsay Stewart with us. She is a blogger here in Denton, Texas. She is documenting her adventures in homemaking with her sweet husband, Josh, whom she met at the age of 10. Join me today as we celebrate Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, Faith. (laughs) (laughs) How's my sweet neighbor doing? Oh, I'm good. Although I'm far from you today up in Seattle, but I'm down the street in spirit, I suppose. <laughs> Is that where you grew up with Seattle? Tiny town south of Seattle, actually. A little town called Centralia, and it's right between Seattle and Portland, like equidistance between both. Seattle, because nobody knows where I'm from. <laughs> well, I got really confused because I, when I met you, you were coming from New York, but you guys, you're originally from Washington. We're originally from, yeah, Centralia, Washington. Josh was born actually in Redmond, which is a tiny a little suburb of Seattle. Not tiny anymore. It was back then. Um, but yeah, so we grew up in Centralia. We lived in L.A. before New York. But you met us, yes, coming from New York, looking online uh, at real estate listings when Max decided he might go to Baylor. And we saw the house down the street from you. So we flew down one weekend and then we bought it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to get into that. In a <laughs> we'll get into that later on. That's that's a whole thing, but okay. it's kind of how we roll anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you, so you guys are from Washington and then you met your spouse in high school. Actually, when we were 10 at the roller what? skating rink. <laughs> okay. Let's, okay. Let's just start. Let's just start over then. How did you start your- at the very beginning? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is sweeter than sweet. Okay. Oh. I've had women on this podcast that have told me they met their husbands at church and in high school, I always thought there is no way in Hades that I would ever meet a boy when I was young. I never would believe that dream would ever happen. But yours is like a storybook. It's kind of strange how it all happened. Um, Actually, it gets even weirder if (laughs) Josh's parents, Josh's grandparents had the famous local store. They made my parents so my mom and dad have known Josh's grandma and grandpa since the 70s. And then in the 90s, when Josh and I were little kids, we were in Centralia and hanging out at the roller skating rink. And so I always knew who he was. And then when I was 10 years old, I was in a pageant called the Little Miss Friendly Pageant. And Josh was the local celebrity singer, and he sang the national anthem at this event. And my grandfather, or Josh's grandfather, had video recorded this, like with a camcorder, old school, recorded Josh singing with me next to him at this Little Miss Friendly pageant, (laughs) brings the tape into the jewelry store a couple days later, and then the whole family was reunited again. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Lindsay. It's so wild. Did you? So you knew who he was. Oh, yes. My mom was like, who is that? And I'm like, mom, that is Josh Stewart. (laughs) And he's two years. He's just two years older than you, right? Right. One grade in school, but he's like a year and a half older than me in calendar. So he was (laughs) like 11 and a half or 12 when he was the the local celebrity. This was summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was the local celebrity before that, probably, too. I mean, he was a he's a really strong vocalist, actually. So um, I don't even know he he's singing. he barely I sang. know. Well, he, he's very quiet that way. 
<laughs> I'm like, when I, maybe I just don't let him talk. When I see him, oh. he's just a little bit more quiet. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's the uh, engineer, you know, and I'm the creative like you. So probably when you come over, he's just like, oh, okay, I'm going to go over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much creativity in one room for me. <laughs> he's used to it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Did you, did y'all ever speak or go together and stuff before y'all actually started dating in high school? I mean, he was just a, like another, he was just a nice kid at school, right? Like we had, I think a math class together when I was in seventh grade. And then I can't remember how this all started. Actually, I think we just got back together in touch at the roller skating rink. And then I was at a, a friend's birthday party and he was there and he asked me to be his girlfriend, but I think he had a girlfriend. So like we had to quit call and he had to break up with her. <laughs> I actually know who that girl is. It's hilarious. <laughs> and that was the summer that Forrest Gump came out. Mm. So the next six weeks, you know, we saw that movie probably seven times that summer with a big group of friends and he was my boyfriend. So that was the How summer before I was in the eighth grade. I was 13. So y'all have been together for how long? We have been married 23 years this year, but we have been together. Will this be year 28 or 29? Oh, that's cute. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how did he propose? Because y'all got married when you were youngish. I would yes. say yeah. I was 19 and he was 21. He had just turned 21, actually. So he, the summer of 2000, he, it was like May, he moved down to Los Angeles and moved in with his brother and sister-in-law and got a job. So he, he lived in Santa Monica and got a job downtown LA. And just, we weren't really sure what was happening. We just knew that we, we wanted to get married. We wanted to live together. We wanted to do all that, but um, we were raised not to live with someone before you were married. And yeah. so he flew home. It was Memorial Day weekend. I guess he probably moved more like January. So he came back to the Seattle area Memorial Day weekend and we were out on his parents' boat and he asked me to marry him. And I said, yes. <laughs> and that was May. And I think our original plan was to get married in January, which I think that was even pretty soon. I think everybody was thinking, oh, maybe they're just going to like, you know, make this legit, but not get married for a while. <laughs> and uh, I think we moved up the wedding twice. People may have been wondering what, wow, they're really. And so we actually got married September 30th. <laughs> I, uh, maybe on well, the it was, what did you say? Is there a baby on the way? Is yeah. there probably I hope not, because he'd been in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I wasn't there. So there's yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, I think at that point, you know, the line from when Harry met Sally or mm -hmm. I don't know. It's when you when you know you want the rest of your life to start, you want it to start like right as possible, right away, as soon as possible. So we were just kind of excited to get things going. And so we got married in September. And then the day after our wedding, we got in the car and drove back to LA. And that's where we lived for five years. <laughs> when did y'all get the houseboat? That was our very first apartment. So we got married in 2000, which was the middle of like dot-com boom, right? Like everything was taking off. The internet was so exciting. Like Google wasn't even really off the ground yet. And simultaneously, the rental market in the Los Angeles area was through the roof. Like you could not find 
an available apartment. By the time you got to an available listing, there were 30 applications. And I mean, it was just crazy. Like Josh was sending flowers to people that had shown him apartment, trying to woo them to give him an apartment. <laughs> we could not find an apartment to save our lives. And then it was like two weeks before the wedding, a listing came up on this. I'm going to date myself, but anybody in LA knows this West Side Rentals. And there was a houseboat that could be rented as an apartment. <laughs> so we put down, you know, the money that we didn't really have. And that was our first apartment. <laughs> well, I mean, at 19 and 21, living on a houseboat sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it was probably equivalent to a trailer you'd put on top of like an old Ford F-150 <laughs> floating on the water. So it sounded super sexy and romantic, right? But and like we were accomplished living in Marina del Rey, California. <laughs> You're like, you can't go number two on the houseboat. You got to oh. go down. I don't think it had a toilet. Maybe it had a toilet. I'll ask Josh, but it was so small. I mean, it was like really small, but that was well, it. That's all we go, could get our hands on. How did y'all go from the West Coast to the East Coast? I think we, well, we'll live anywhere, right? So we we always joke, we're not married to anything except each other. And that Aww. kind of rings. <laughs> it's true though. I just, there are so many. So, okay. We grew up in a very small town. And I just always had, and so did Josh, kind of sights set on just like the excitement and the, just the mentality of, you know, a group of like a city of people working towards trying to, you know, whether it was survival or working on bigger picture ideas or just, I love the idea, like the thrill of living among, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of people. So we lived in LA for a while and it was great, but on the back of our minds, we always wanted to live in New York. I, my earliest memories were of wanting to live in New York city as yeah. a little girl. And oh. so, you know, part of that is probably being raised on, you know, eighties. I'm a Cosby show girl, Sesame street, different, <laughs> different strokes. Yes. Right. Yes. And so it was always in the back of my mind, like that's where I want to live. And so we kind of just always thought that one day that would happen. And, and we were given just a perfect storm of opportunity, timing, luck, blessed, however you want to look at it. And that allowed us to move to New York. So we just knew it was an opportunity we couldn't waste. So how did you make that 400 square foot studio in New York work for you and your family? The very first apartment, uh, okay, so when we first got to New York, we only had Max. He was five years old and starting kindergarten, um, but we did have an 80-pound dog. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a five-floor walk-up. Uh, it was quintessential fry and egg, use the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> so, Are you serious? Like there was a bathtub oh, no. in the kitchen? Oh, I am not even joking. It was... But listed as a two-bedroom apartment faith. I mean, <laughs> the living area, we had a love seat, an end table with table that folded down or lifted up if it was time to eat. <laughs> That's it. So but that was normal, right? Like everybody just- It was normal. Yeah. I mean, everybody has their first apartment in New York and it's the one I think you treasure forever. It's the one you always reflect back on. It's the one that made you New York, you know, it's like you never forsake that first apartment. So we just were creative with our space, lots of things under bed, bed risers, every first New Yorker 
you buy your bed risers because <laughs> it's your best real estate is to put things under your bed. Um, we couldn't keep shoes in our oven like Carrie Bradshaw did because we were a family of three and we actually had to cook. <laughs> but right. like, exactly. where there was wall space, you put a shelf. Where there was stacking capabilities, you stacked any piece of furniture needed to pull triple duty. It had to store something. It had to unfold. It had to, Max's toys, you know, were very, we were very conscientious how we stored things. Uh, childhood, right? So we brought like all of his toys. We brought his bicycle. We brought like, <laughs> and we just weren't going to forsake one opportunity for another. So he still had all of his childhood stuff. We just had to pare back significantly and and make that apartment work. But also you're not home a lot in New York, you know? I mean, you're you're in the park, you're in the museums, you're walking, you're, your life at home is not like it is in other parts of the country, so. Is this when you had your Etsy shop and you were painting moccasins? <clears throat> so that started, so that was our first apartment. And then our second apartment, we, we had a major upgrade. We moved to a, like an 800 square feet apartment with skylights. Ooh, <laughs> and and nice. that was like deluxe apartment in the sky, four floor walk up. <laughs> okay. My, um, but last, my last apartment before I got married was 735 square feet see? and it was on the second floor. And I could not imagine sharing that with a spouse. Oh, and, dog and two children and, and two children. I know. I think the leap is easier to make when, so like our, our apartment, even when we left the houseboat in LA and we had nicely si adequately sized apartments in Southern California, you know, you're also willing to sacrifice a lot of space for the opportunity that is living in New York. And you really are willing to live leanly and snugly. <laughs> You're in the greatest city in the world <laughs> and, yes. and it, it is so small, but you are just, we were so happy to be there that, you know, so I realized, especially in Texas, that would be a very difficult leap to make. Like right now that I'm having a hard time imagining. <laughs> I know. But, okay. So Y'all were in New York for how long? Oh yeah. Sorry. I kind of got us. So we were there for 13 years, but the second apartment was when we also had Magnus and that's when the moccasin thing started and the painting. And, and so that felt like a full-on apartment, you know, like a real, we weren't just playing house anymore. Like we were bonafide tax-paying public school going subway riding New Yorkers. And I had my business from home and then they told us they were going to tear that building down. And it was so heartbreaking because that was the only apartment Magnus had ever known. And it, of course had been Max's home for many, many years and so then we left there and went to our last apartment on 81st Street, which was the big daddy that we were trying to figure out how to buy. We thought we would never leave New York. We were going to live in that apartment forever. So, And how big was the apartment? <laughs> that one was a little over 1,200 square feet, but it was a two-story duplex, all exposed brick, wood-burning fireplace, um, huge bathroom, still no laundry, uh, second floor, but like it was in a converted brownstone. So it was on a side, I mean, it was like idyllic. Like we had gotten, you know, at the beginning when I was speaking about how I remember growing up that New York was the equivalent of the brownstone in the Cosby show or the high rise park Avenue in different strokes. Right. Or like the neighborhood in the West village in Sesame street. Like we felt we had arrived. Like, this is it. We're here. <laughs> so 
you know, not a lot of New York apartments have laundry. I know that's hard for anyone in other parts of the country, not the world, but other parts of America. It's hard to imagine yeah. not having laundry. It didn't matter because everything else, every other box had been ticked. You're like, okay, I can wash my delicacy. I can take the rest of the cleaners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You love your dry cleaner. He's part of the family always. <laughs> uh, I bet. Well, um, what brought you to Texas then? Like, how did you go from living in the, your beautiful home in New York that you had been dreaming of and you thought you were going to mm-hmm. live there forever? Yeah. What made you had to pack up everything and come to Texas? COVID was very difficult in New York City. Um, understatement of the year. I don't know too many other places in the country that were relegated to isolation as much as New York because of the apartment life, you know? Yeah. No open free spaces, no school. I mean, they didn't, the school didn't go back uh, to in person. We had left and they still weren't back in person. So it was just very difficult. And simultaneously, Max was a senior in high school and applying for college and a very dear friend of ours went to Baylor and had always talked about her positive college experience. And, and she's a close friend of our family. So my kids always knew that she loved her college experience. And um, anyway, she was kind of just mentioning it to Max on the phone. And and we got online and we were looking about it. And he's like, I think that looks really great, Mom. And so we um, he applied and he was accepted like 11 days later with a scholarship. It was just like, what? Like, so I know. And so the timing of- You are coming to Texas. Yeah. I mean, if people believe in a God thing, this felt very much like the first domino. And sometimes, you know, Faith, when somebody taps that first domino, you can tell if it just kind of runs on its own and it gets legs, you're kind of just trusting and uh, let's just go and see. I mean, Josh and I are very trusting that way anyway. And plus we- aren't afraid of an adventure, but when you're living in a city that you never thought you'd leave and it is your favorite city and it was a childhood dream and yada, 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 uh, it was going to take a lot for us to leave that city. And so that was really eye-opening. And then Max is like, I think I, I think I'm going to go. And I'm like, mom's coming too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't start like that. Exactly. We were like, Max is going to college anyway. New York feels a little tricky right now. You know what? Maybe it is time to do something new. So we were looking at like, Josh had a spreadsheet, maybe 30 different states. We were just like, I don't know, like if COVID persists, let's make a list of things that we can have in our life where we feel like, you know, if the world keeps falling apart, we don't have to have this FOMO, or maybe at least we have a yard we can sit in and not have to stay in our apartment. So we were looking at lots of different areas. And I said one day, I opened my big fat mouth and I said, you know what, maybe we should just all go to Texas. And I'll never forget, Josh like appears from the other side of his computer screen and he's like, that's not a bad idea. And I was like, what? Like, we don't know anything about Texas. I'd been here in Dallas in the year 2000 once for work. <laughs> like, We we had visited Austin Lake House, Lake LBJ with friends, knew not, I don't know anything about Texas. And we all kind of decided yeah, let's, let's go for it. So we started looking online at houses, made a list, flew down a couple weeks later. I, I showed Baylor to Max. We took a tour and then we toured eight homes in the DFW area covering like 200 miles. And the one that we ended up buying down the street from you was the second one we looked at and we put in an offer the next day and that was it. <laughs> so I want to tell you a story about your house. Um, yes. 
the listeners actually, because you've already heard the story. Oh, but... I love the story though. I'm all ears. <laughs> so my husband and I, we live, we live in a neighborhood in Denton, Texas, and this is where, and Lindsay's my neighbor now, yes. but at the time, my husband and I, and we still all the time, we're still looking at houses. Like yeah. I'm going this afternoon to go look at a house because it, it checks all the Yes. It's a house in Forest Ridge. We like it, but I need to see if I like oh. it enough and go look at it because if I don't like it enough for him to go look at it, then he doesn't need to go see it. And he's already said, right. then we're not looking at it if it's still on the market this weekend. Then I want to go see it and we might make an offer on it. And I'm like, no, mm-mm. No, no, no. Oh I my to, gosh. I need to see the pantry. I need to see the storage, you know, all the things. So needless to say, there was a home in our neighborhood that my husband had been lusting over. He's like, I oh. love it. If we're going to move in our neighborhood, that's a house I want to move to. And so I, of course I called, I have my real estate license, but I was not doing it anymore. And I called my girlfriend, Kathleen, who's a realtor. And I said, Hey, I want you to come take me to go look at this house. And she did. And I loved it. I mean, it reminded me of a castle a little I bit. Know. Yes. It was French provincial. It has a two story closet and my <laughs> mom was going nuts. My, my imagination Aww. was just going, if we could just paint the entire inside, like a really pretty white. And yeah. then <laughs> if you could paint the fireplace, you know, and then if you could paint, you know, all every, you know, cause paint's my thing. So I'm yes, just, of course thinking, oh, I like this fun carpet in here. And it was just, we have one child. It It's the most expensive house in our neighborhood. We really didn't need to move. We wanted a pool, but we, you know, it was just like all these things. But I had already walked the floor plan, <laughs> house, decorating it. Oh, I love that. It and everything. And I just knew, okay, this is too much for us. Like, it's just too much of a house. And I was just praying for the future owners. I was like, dear Lord, please let, let the people that want this house, please let them, you know, be such cool neighbors. Please let them love them. Let them make it into something that it needs to be because this house was so Tuscan dated. It was, it was heavy. Mm -hmm. It just needed a refresh big time. And then on the random, I get this emails from, was it house (laughs) or Garnet? It was house. Yeah, you Googled and then you like looked me up. Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's in Denton. That's where the house is. I didn't know how big Denton was if I'd find a color consultant. <laughs> yeah. And you called me to come do a color consultation. You've never met me. And you nope. gave me the address. And I said to you, oh my gosh, that is down the street from my house. I've been oh. to that. I've picked the paint colors in my head. Like I already know what you should do, but let's go. Let's do this. It was just meant to be. And from my New York apartment, I'm messaging you and not knowing you're around the corner from the house that we just bought. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just, it was so cool because so cool. then when I got to meet you, of course, I'm thinking, oh, great. She's a New Yorker. I'm going to hug her because I'm a Texan. I'm a hugger. And you're like, oh, we're a little bit from everywhere. You know, like, don't be afraid. But, <laughs> and I'm a hugger. This vision. <laughs> you had this gorgeous vision for this home that I was Thank just you. like, let's do it. Like, oh. yes. I'm and you understood my vision as soon as we met. This was just like destined. It was the perfect collaboration between you and I, you know, like you picked up what I was putting down. You had had a leg up on already being in there. It was perfect. Yes. I mean, normally I just walk into space and I know nothing, but you know, it was, I think it was really exciting for both of us because you were going 
little bitty studio apartment to this McMansion because it's 53, <laughs> 5,800 square feet. Yeah. It's a big boy. <laughs> it's almost 6,000 square feet. I mean, it's big and there's a pool in the backyard. I mean, it, like you said, you know, your New York place checked all the bo- boxes. Oh, we have a whole long list now of unchecked boxes. The second we got here. <laughs> I mean, literally to move here with 1,200 square feet of not just furniture, but New York sized furniture, right? Like the scale was wrong. The, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, everything, it was just like, wow, we really are starting over. (laughs) Were, but it was so much fun because, you know, I immediately was telling you like, okay, well, giving you the inside scoop on the area. He said, you're older than Kate. And they went to the same elementary school. So I would get to see you randomly walking around the neighborhood you walk by my house all the time I know I know we never get to hang out but it's okay we'll get to hang out eventually when our kids well we hang out when we talk color but now we need to hang out not talking work (laughs) it doesn't feel like work though no it's never work you're right it is what you do but that's because you're so good at it it definitely doesn't feel like work (laughs) yeah it doesn't but I do I love I love your home I love what you guys have done with it and it's so exciting I don't know if how everybody else shops, but for me, oh. I like a good bargain. And I know you, you like a good bargain too. And you have a very fun sense of style. Do you want to explain to everybody what your favorite sense of style is for decorating your home or what you're attracted to? Because you like a lot of different things. I think you have a modern eclectic style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that's it. I mean, we, we, well, I love the, overall like I love the eye to keep going and I love I'm not afraid of juxtaposition which kind of blends itself to you know we have lucite and then we have these huge gargantuan antiques right and then we have modern sofas marble tables reupholstered Facebook marketplace chairs (laughs) like I I like it to find harmony in a lot of the pieces that we bring in as long as we like them and I feel like that's something that a lot of people can get hung up on when they're decorating a home is if you don't have a true sense of what you're after, you know, you are, we are naturally inclined to gravitate towards things that we like. And sometimes people don't necessarily know how to pull them all together, but I feel like for Josh and I resting on those laurels, it's kind of all just worked. Like we, even if you just pick like a color scheme, you know, but we've, we've just found that if we're if we're focused on you know the fresh the unexpected is it cheerful does it is it warm does it look smart then it all just kind of comes together so it's definitely def, definitely eclectic um we're also inspired a lot by hotels like hotel design and we do love to travel but i i love you know when i'm in a hotel i'm enjoying my stay but i'm working i'm taking notes i'm playing on the senses right and it's just fascinating to me the science between you know how a hotel can make you feel at home but you're also reveling in this anonymity and I just feel like those are such strong things to incorporate into a home design because it just thinks it makes it look interesting and then your home is sure not to be like everyone else's and anyway so we have a lot of fun doing that and just kind of roping all of those things into our style too will you tell me about those rainbow chairs in your house tell me the story about that Isn't that fun? So we needed a dining room table and chairs when we moved into that bigger apartment, not the last one, but the middle one. And we wanted something bright and colorful. We had colorful floor, uh, sorry, area rugs. We had art on the wall. It was a pretty colorful apartment. 
And I found that table and I found these upholstered chairs and I'm like, oh my gosh, they come in all these different colors. And I wanted one of each, naturally. <laughs> they they were sold in twos though. And I'm like, I don't want twos, I want one of each. So I call the store and I'm like, here's what I'm trying to do. And they're like, okay. And so they were so sweet though. They helped me figure this out. They said, okay, just order, I needed six chairs. So they were like, just order six sets of two in the colors that you want. And then you can return the other six of the duplicates to the store. Oh. I'm like, can you please email that to me though? Because this is like, I need that in writing. Uh, thank you. I'm like, this is a lot of money and a lot, you know, I'm returning it, but still like the outflow, right? And don't forget that we live on the fourth floor in a walk-up. And that's a lot of, I mean, we're talking pretty heavy chairs in two packs in boxes sitting in my fireway stairway, <laughs> right? Um. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. So I got it in writing. They actually emailed me. It was very nice. So the delivery day comes and huge boxes, six huge boxes, two chairs each come. And so we opened them all up. It was a whole huge thing. Boxed up the other remaining chair of the pair. And then they sent a delivery person to come and get it. And then I couldn't just send the chairs though. Of course, I had to go to the store and do the return when the chairs. So I met the chairs at the store, returned the other six. <laughs> but you know what? When you have a vision, you just <laughs> I couldn't break from it. I knew I wanted a rainbow of chairs. So... <laughs> And they're so pretty. They're jewel tones. I mean, I love them. And this like emerald green that has a blue undertone to it. They're yeah. really, they're good. They're all really good shades. And there were even a greater offering than what we, those are just the ones that we selected on. <clears throat> because like you said, I wanted the most vibrant jewel tone, you know, really rich colors, but they, you know, it's also a little crazy probably to buy six upholstered dining chairs when your children are, you know, four and how old were they? <laughs> four and 11. We still have them and they're in really good shape. And they're like the darling of my Instagram. Everybody loves the rainbow chairs. <laughs> they're so cute. They're so cute. Thank but you. Were, um, I love how you shopped your home recently and you redecorated your entryway. Like, I love that. Thank you. Me too. That was, um, that was tricky because I, I bought that center table for the foyer and I just, I loved it in the room and it was just perfect. And I never thought I'd have a entryway that could even house a table. Right. So it was like perfect to have it in the middle and you could still move around. And, and then the breakfast nook had the dining table and the six rainbow chairs and it was fine, but there was just always something that was kind of competing against, we have these travertine stone tile floors and they're beautiful but it was just like the wood tone with the travertine with the chairs with the sideboard it was just kind of competing and it did so anyway i had this epiphany one day and we did a big table switcheroo and you know what it's just it's really it goes without saying that sometimes it takes a year or two in your space before you have that aha like wait a minute <laughs> i tell and, people all the time please yeah. Before you go out and buy anything, yes, shop your home. Shop. Always shop the home. I think when you get into a conundrum or you have a hiccup or something doesn't mm -hmm. go your way or something yes. doesn't just like quote unquote smell right to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you just 
I, I really think creativity, it can spawn from that really strongly and something really beautiful can happen. And I like the way that the entry is now more than ever, because I feel like it doesn't block the flow and it feels more architectural yes. digest. Me too. That's exactly, well, and then once we put in the new front doors, I, I mm. loved the table that was in there, like even more, like it was really vibing even more for me. But the more, the longer we had the doors, uh, the reader, the listeners are like, what are you talking about? Clear steel glass, modern doors. So now you really see the entry when you walk up to the home. Um, I wanted something a little bit more interesting and not, I mean, yes, it's still a focal point because, you know, I love a circus, but it's a little bit more designy, right, Faith? It's like we have the tall, well, and boutique hotel looky, right? Like the tall plant moment and the lamps. The entry alone is on the cover of my website. So, I mean, I hope to put (laughs) in your home so you know I love your entry. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to look at the house to begin with because it felt it has this really grand staircase. Yeah. And all I think about was why are these walls brown and the staircase gray painted silver? And <laughs> it just like got my goat. And I looked at you and I said, okay, I need to know this. Are you okay with white walls? And you go, <laughs> yeah. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Can we do? I said, well, I need to know this. Do you want a bright white? Like, do you want a clean white? Or soft white, I think is what I said. A clean white or soft white. Because I wouldn't let you do a bright white. Right. And you and you go, a clean white. Yes, and I'm ma'am. like, okay. And then I just knew that stairway needed to be black. And you knew it needed to be black. So. Yes, most definitely. It looks like money. <laughs> it looks so money. It looks so money. And you were so good too. Because when we had, I remember when you asked me that first question about the whites um, you knew the way that it should go. And in my mind, I was thinking, you know, everything in New York, we had to leave behind, like our Soho lofty vibes, right? Like all the art museums and the galleries and all the things that were just so endearing to our family. I was like, I want this, the main space, not the rooms necessarily, but I wanted the main space to echo that grand blank canvas brightly lit. Anything is possible feeling. And you totally hit the nail on the head. (laughs) Well, do you, do you want to go over the paint colors in your home? Sure. Yeah, let's. <laughs> okay. Well, you let's have to talk paint. <laughs> let's talk paint. Okay. Mm-hmm. And foremost, before you get into the actual paint colors, I do want you to tell us the story about your fireplace mm-hmm. because you came to me, you asked me to come back to your house a second time to do paint mm-hmm. colors. Mm-hmm. And you said, I really want to paint my fireplace. And what did I tell you? You said most people, well, first you said, don't do anything till Monday. (laughs) Why did I tell you that? Because you said most people that paint their fireplaces black or whatever color end up taking it back to white. Mm -hmm. It's true. Anytime I have anybody that has a fireplace that's made on that concrete or that stucco material, everybody wants to paint it. And I always end up back at their house (laughs) because they white. Now, granted, I did not pick the original paint color for them to paint it. Right. Right. But did, I mean, but nine times out of 10, they always are like, Oh, I want it to go back to white. So I told you, I said, Mm. I'm a hundred percent on board for you painting the fireplace black. However, I want, you know, I guess I told you I want you. (laughs) Don't worry if you want to take it back. You were like, don't feel bad. (laughs) Right. And, and also I didn't know if I wanted that whole wall to be black. If I wanted 
the fireplace to be black, if I wanted the stoop on it to be like, we weren't just going, Oh, do we want to paint it black or not? I mean, we were really thinking. And well, there were several, several questions to entertain and consider lots of things to consider because the oh, wall. Oh, well, start, start small, paint it, paint this part black yeah. and then add to it. Right. I mean, I could have, but <laughs> <laughs> could have, but you love it. I love it. It looks intentional now before it was like I was trying to make it blend in mm -hmm. because the ornamentation on it is probably, it would not have been my first choice, but I right. do know why it's there. It's that French provincial meets neoclassical. Like I understand it. It just probably isn't how I would have accentuated those architectural styles. But mm -hmm. now that it's black, it looks intentional. And actually because the ornamentation and the detail work and like the applique across the front, that's a fabric term, but you know what I mean? That like yeah. thing, the uh, bedazzled thing. <laughs> now that it has been painted white and now black, not as harsh and crisp on the edges. Like now it looks more antiqued almost. And it's got, it's a little rounder and it's not as like, we, we have slapped a cornice on top of a fireplace. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it feels purposeful now and I love it. It's dramatic. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. We're so well, and we rip, we ripped the glass off and the mesh screens gave the whole thing a little bit of an update. It looks so good. Thank I love you, Faith. I love all your videos. I just think good night nurse. If we would just get ourselves together, we could really create an empire, but if we are just, <laughs> we're just too busy because I feel like we have op like opposite, opposite talents or our talents would complement each, complement each other. I can't talk. Compliment. I think they absolutely compliment. Well, and you have put your thumbprint on so many areas of our home anyway, that it's obviously mm -hmm. a match made in heaven. I mean, <laughs> some of those walls I want to lick the color looks so good. Oh my I'm gosh. I know. Oh, I love our colors. I love every single one of our colors. Oh, it just looks so good. Okay. I'm going to let you share your paint colors. Where should we just like we're walking in? Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Okay. So the main space is, uh, we did, we did, uh, pure white mm -hmm. and the banisters and the railings are caviar for the stairway. And then to the left of the entryway is our dining room. And that we did in green, black, but in gloss, which I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with. Um, and we've got the archways and the white against the black. And, oh, it's just, I love it. It's so good. Did we, did we paint baseboards in the dining room black? We, no, the, uh, the dining room is one of the only rooms that we have not color drenched, actually. So we okay. did, we left those white, the ceiling and the trim. Okay. Then the kitchen is also pure white. And then I did our brick pure white. The pool bath ceiling, actually, that's a gold foil. That's not a, a paint color. But we, we, we've picked out, that's a wallpaper. We're coming back to that. Our bedroom <laughs> is iron ore. Yes. And the yoga studio is sea salt. And that is the one room that, you know, when I look at all our paint chips, they are so gorgeous together. It tells the perfect story. But that's the one room I had no idea what to do with. And Faith walked in and she's like, look at this. And I'm like, done. <laughs> just like this. I mean, I'm such a coastal girl. This is never my first time in my life. I've never lived not on the coast. Yeah. And Faith even pulled that.
love the sea salt in that room. Okay. Then upstairs, Magnus's room is dusty blue, and I'm obsessed. It's like the perfect, not so blue, but not gray, but it's not dark, but it's not light. It's just rich. It's very, it just reminds me of like a plaid blanket. I don't know. I love it. Max's room is Hunt Club. Obsessed. So great. And that room we color drenched. Oh, and our room is color drenched also. So it's the doors, the trim, the ceilings, everything. And then the media room is Indigo Batik. Also yes. color drenched. And I, I think that's it. it. Oh, and then outside, out are one of our more recent jobs we did the pearly white mm -hmm. and the doors we trimmed in must have been tri. yeah i think you wanted yeah. something crisper yeah yeah oh, and the fireplace is tricorn too yeah oh, it looks so good so good <laughs> and one of the things that Lindsay and i bonded over wouldn't you say is estate sales because i would go to oh, estate gosh. sales i thought this first of all i would keep forgetting that you're from somewhere else other than new york like to me I think New York, because that's the last place you, you were. That was my connection to you. So I forget uh -huh. you came originally from the West Coast. But I just think, oh, my goodness, she's going to think I'm crazy because I keep sending her all these things <laughs> she needs to buy. Her. But I would see something and I would think she needs this or she this needs looks this. Like well, the first time we truly bonded over estate sales was that inverted pyramidal Lucite console table. Remember you went and you were like, Lindsay, it's still there and it's going to be half off tomorrow. And you're like, you better get out there. And I went and there it was. And it was another, it was 50% off and I dragged it home. <laughs> How much did you end up paying for that? I don't even, remember. I think it was 200 by the time we got out of there with it, but it was that's like 500 the first day. The console table, the one that's upstairs, the eighties one. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Girl, that's worth it's 4,000. I know. Oh, I know. It's gorgeous. It's like totally legit. But I have to tell you, there's one little thing you said about you were unsure, you know, how I would perceive you sending me these estate sale things coming from New York. Don't forget that in New York City, we are famous for curb shopping. <laughs> oh, we call it dumpster diving here. Yeah. Oh, of course, it's not called that in New York. But people put their things out when they're done. And the only awkward moment if you're a novice then it's not awkward anymore is the second that you pick it up because in 10 feet the people who passing you they don't know that you've just picked it up off the curb <laughs> but wow. everybody picks it up off the I actually we moved to Texas with some of our fabulous New York City curb finds so estate sales just seems very orderly and I mean you have to pay they don't want you running out with stuff like in New York you just take it off the curb but <laughs> oh, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Do you have a favorite, a favorite find in your home that you have bought here in Texas at an estate sale? Oh, favorite estate sale find? Mm -hmm. Probably a toss up between the Lucite table that we just discussed and, okay, can I have three? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the Maycox garden table between the black and white chairs that were from marketplace that we had reupholstered that table that looks like remember that rock hard ribbon candy that when we were kids yes but this is white and it's from maycox gardens and i saw that in the listing of the estate sale and luckily the lady had a phone number i called i was like is it still there what's the lowest you'll take on it 
I mean, that's a $2,700 table and I got it for, for five, for 500. Is that the one that's like as the coffee table in your living room? No, it's between the two. It's more of a cocktail table. It's between the two black and white chairs. Um, It's tall and skinny. Yeah. You'll go look at it. So that I was like, holy cow, the Lucite table and the front, the table that is now in the breakfast nook is my other favorite. That was $50 on Facebook marketplace. And it was at a, we went to like a $3 million home in South Lake on a Sunday night and they opened up their long driveway with private gates and we drove in and I'm like, who gets rid of a table like this for 50 bucks on a Sunday night on Facebook marketplace? And Josh says, people who live in million dollar homes in South Lake. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love it. It's so those three are my faves. I love the coffee table in your living room. I really like that. That was not $50 on Facebook Marketplace. I have two expensive tastes, I guess. That was an <laughs> RH Dallas shopping on Knox. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that. I love that area. Do you? I used to live over there when I was a flight oh, attendant. I lived off of McKinney Street in a, um, I don't know, condo. And I also worked off of Knox Henderson at Fireside. Oh, oh was, amazing. Yes, because my money would only get me so far when I was working my day job and right. operating a financial institution. So I had a second job where I was hosting at Fireside Pies. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's amazing, Faith. I didn't know you lived. I love that area. Like mm-hmm. I, any design hub, you know, industry area like that, I, I love it. It's yeah. so inspiring and cool and just a little industrial, but so chic. Like I just, I love the design districts. Yeah. The design district is fun. I love Lakewood. It's super cute. Yeah. Is there, I wonder if there's an area in Texas, like locally to us mm-hmm. that you, that you want to go to. Like to shopping? Yeah. I mean, I need field trips because <laughs> I don't get out much with Max in Waco. And we have friends that live, you know, in the hill country, not that it lives, excuse me, have a lake house in the hill country area. And then the DFW area, that's really all that I know. So, well, have you ridden around? Fresh Texans. (laughs) Yeah. Have you been to Round Top yet? No. Okay. I'll take you. Um, Okay. Let's go do that. On on a recent episode with one of my girlfriends, uh, Janie Conley, and she lives Mm -hmm. down range and she has this cute little yellow cottage and she's a widow mm-hmm. and she's a twice over cancer survivor and wow. she loves junkin and she has more energy than anybody I've ever met I mean oh that, I love that you can drive and shop and and tell you about all the things to do and see so when I go next I always take somebody with me and we oh stay in this little house and oh, fun. I would love that she's so cool but you have to, it's always hot, no matter what, like always, okay. always. And so you have to dress practically. Appropriately. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll be very practical, even though you and I are, can be kind of impractically practical. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And practically, practical. Of, of course, of course. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about these chairs that you had reupholstered. Uh, we've had, do you, okay. We had two different pair. Do you want to talk about, about the ones the ones that look like they should be in like the movie big or something the the asymmetrical ones Mm -hmm. 
Oh my gosh, my heart. I dragged those out of a barn somewhere north on the loop. I don't even know where I was. I definitely should have taken a buddy with me on that pickup. <laughs> Dude, Nick, call me. I'll go with I you. I know. You can't be doing that. You cannot no. be doing That's our PSA for all your friends on this podcast. Do not go alone. Always take, you have to have a marketplace buddy. Um, so I, I dragged those out. They were, you know, they were covered in 80s material. And, but I had just seen them as these beauty, Vladimir Kagan inspired, asymmetrical, the scalloped back chairs that we all know about that postmodern. Um, I just saw, okay, this is them. They need to come home with me. We'll just reupholster these babies and we'll be on our way. So they actually sat in our library, my husband's office forever as is my mom and her friends did not want us to reupholster them. They love them. They look like a what? Bill Cosby sweater. <laughs> they totally look like a Bill Cosby sweater. I got. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I won't rush. Mom, you'll be the first person. Let know when I decide to. <laughs> anyway, So Josh and I had been shopping around for different kinds of fabric because you know, reupholstering is not for the faint of heart. It's it's expensive. You're committing. You yes. don't want to do it again anytime soon. You also yep. want to have the person who's doing it be very trustworthy because it's kind of like getting under an old car. You don't know what's under the hood. Are we now rebuilding frame? Is it rotten? Is it, you know, do we need new foam? Like it's a huge deal. So, but I we have a guy and we love well, him. So if anybody well, needs a referral, oh. they can call him. <clears throat> so, Who's, let's go ahead. Who is the guy? Where his is name he? is Luis Perez. And I'm not going to put his phone number on here, but we can put it in your notes if he wants. We can. We can no, you just put it in my phone. I just Yeah, I'll put it in your phone. And yes. so he's fabulous. So he's done actually seven or eight different projects for us. But these chairs were a big one. And he agreed. They are special. They are amazing. And I got to go and observe and take video and because I actually the upholstery was sponsored by a cool company in LA um, called Top Fabric and so they allowed me to use their fabric and in exchange for some promotional marketing materials so we went with this cool it sort of reminds me of like an Egyptian it's not Egyptian in pattern but like it's got a high low abstract pattern and it's very large scale repeating pattern which we really like because our house is big and we need large scale repeating patterns um <laughs> and we're obsessed they are so juicy so delicious um <laughs> uh, we picked a color that will work in virtually any room in the house um anyway we're just we're very excited and we did have to rebuild some things so i was glad to be along for the ride and i got to learn a lot too where is he located is he in Ditton? he's in dallas He's in Dallas. Of course he's in Dallas. He's in Dallas. And he'll yeah. do pickup and delivery. Um, he has a day job. And then he does have a friend that has this whole shop that he's allowed to work in nights and weekends to pursue his own side hustle. So I just love him. He's so talented. He's an engineer. He's a mathematician. He's a yeah. carpenter. He's a seamstress. I mean, he that type of job requires all hats. And it is absolutely fascinating. Wow, I didn't even know. He, it's I bet amazing. He I mean, is very precise, so mm -hmm. I know he does a really good job. I need, I definitely need his information for my yeah. client. You've got it. <laughs> I need to meet him. Okay, 
where where were y'all going when you wore this beautiful dress that's metallic and strapless? Were y'all going to what event were you going oh, to? Or are we by the pool? Yes. Okay, like, that was that was for the Denton Benefit League ball the year before, 2021. Okay. We went this year too, but there's a picture of us buried in another carousel of photos somewhere. <laughs> well, how? Okay, I've lived here. My husband's from the area. Like he's yeah. from, I'm from the area and I've been in Denton now, what, eight and a half years? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not in the Denton Benefit League and I've never been invited. How did you get involved? I'm very. Wait, do you want to? I, I was going yes. to invite you, but I was like, well, she lives, lived here forever. She must be involved no, if she wants to invited. be involved. Well, okay. Well, you'll go with me in August to our first meeting of the year. Okay, I'll do that. Yes, because <laughs> to the city, his mother, like Jackie Jackson, I think, invited me to a meeting, and I went to a meeting, and then I didn't know. I mean, I don't know what to do. Like, I go to a meeting, and then what? Like, what well, is the spirit is in volunteering, right? So it's all about caring, helping, and giving. And the Denton Benefit League just promotes volunteerism in our local, not just Denton, but Denton County. So it's a really awesome opportunity to volunteer, to help raise money for area nonprofit agencies. Um, It's just really cool. Like nonprofit and area agencies that just give a lot of time and resources to help our um, county residents. So I, I actually got involved. I, that's so funny that I'm in it and you aren't. And I think that you I know. Because, so the woman that we bought our house from was in Denton Benefit League. We had lived here like three weeks and Josh gets the mail one day and he's like, wow, that was quick. They must have like, did Denton Benefit League reach out to like the local realtor when they find out that a new family is coming in? Because there was a yearbook, like a directory for the upcoming calendar year in our mailbox. And I'm like, that's a little freaky. Like, I'm thinking somebody's hiding behind the bushes, like watching me. <laughs> and so it comes to find, oh, then the woman who we bought the house from calls one day and she's like, you know what? It just dawned on me that you probably got my Denton Benefit League yearbook. I'm like, oh, this is yours. Like, yes, naturally. Like somebody, so she's like, you know what, Lindsay, you should actually come with me to a meeting. Oh, you know. You've been, she, she didn't say this, but, and I love her. She, she wasn't, she didn't say this, but she was thinking this. Uh, you've been locked away for two years with no friends and you need socializing. Yeah. <laughs> so she took me to a meeting and I am not, um, I'm not like a club kind of gal. <laughs> like that's not my, uh, maybe just because I've never really had an opportunity is probably what it was. I'd never been exposed to something like that, but I'll go to lunch. Like, I don't love to go have coffee. Like, I'll we'll go walk or we'll hang out. But I don't, I just, that's not really my jam. So this was a stretch for me for sure. But I knew I needed to be stretched and to meet people and to come out of my shell a little bit. So I went to the meeting with her. So wonderful. Went to another meeting. And then I decided to join. And then last summer, they were like, would you like to have a seat on our board next year? And I'm like, okay. Nate, <laughs> I love you. Okay, well, I... Really you want will to come with me. Yes. I'll go with you, but I really want to present a speaker to speak at one of your meetings. I have, we need those also. Yes. Um, Natalie from broken Halos Haven. Um, yes. And is in Louisville and I am on fire for them and she needs to- that would be perfect. Yes. 
She's amazing. Yes. If anybody is looking for a philanthropy or a charity mm. profit, please go look up Broken Halos Haven. It is um, a grief getaway for widows and their offspring. And it's located mm. in Louisville, Texas. And they are needing angel donors. So if anybody is looking for a place to um, donate some money, they had some unforeseen expenses. And, and it is so, it's so incredible what she's doing. I have to mm-hmm. tell everybody. I'm sure people. I love it. It's so beautiful. I love the story. <laughs> yes, yes, it's such a good story. But she would be wonderful she, if she if you need a song and dance routine, she can do it. Oh, if you okay, our presentation, <laughs> she can do that. If you just need her to do, like speak behind a podium, I mean, she can. Oh, she can do it Broadway style. She can do it anchor style. She can do it mom and pop, like whatever you need, she can do it. Yes. So many talents. That's incredible. I, I love her mission and her, her heart's work with this project. I think it's amazing. I'm so glad. I didn't realize you were in the Denton Benefit League, like as a board member now. I just finished my whole first year. Yeah. I, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I guess they were like, okay, she's okay. We'll keep her around a little bit. <laughs> and you know, yeah, we know. Well, you know, Kim, is, Kim, is Kimberly Thaggard in that? Because there's another group in Denton that people get together. There's like the Denton Benefit League, and there's another group. What is that There is called? another group. And some women are in both. But the name you just mentioned sounds very familiar. You also just mentioned Jackie Jackson, and she served on the board with me this year also. She's wonderful. Jackie Jackson is amazing. She's on the, yeah, she's on the uh, Denton Public School Foundation. Yes, ma'am. Yes, she yeah. is. She's great. Yeah. Fabulous. She's wonderful. Yes. Okay. So your blog is lindsaystewart.com. Is that correct? Yes. Uh-huh. And you spell Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Yes. Yes, ma'am. That was, I held my breath when I was saying it like. <laughs> is this how she spells it? Is this how she spells it? <laughs> is it A-Y? A-Y. Yeah, I got that right. Okay. And then your Instagram is Lindsay Stewart. And then it's spelled D-O-T-C-O-M, right? Yes, because there's another Lindsay Stewart out there, of course, who got to it first. <laughs> I don't like that. Like Lindsay Stewart. I know. Can we can we get on that? <laughs> the Lindsay Stewart. That's true. I can't I can't rebrand again quite yet. I just went through all this. <laughs> okay. They want to make a confession. So when I first met you, okay, mm-hmm. first of all, your last name is Stewart. You're yes. blonde. You're a lean, mean, beautiful machine. Oh. And I, I thought, say. I thought, oh my gosh, I feel like she's famous. If she's not famous, maybe she's related to somebody famous because you were in <laughs> California and then New York. Yes. It's like, <laughs> I Googled, find anything. It's oh. like, I'm not related to LaRod Stewart. But then you keep putting oh. this music your wall and I'm like there a family secret I need to know about oh this is amazing Ooh, maybe it's just that you're going to become famous and I'm just getting that vibe well that's probably the reality (laughs) (laughs) I do I mean I do when I was a girl I would always make Josh drive me and I would ride in the back seat that's normal behavior for a 16 year old right (laughs) what now you have to tell me the story. What did he do? Oh, no, there's no story. That's just how it was. <laughs> he would drive in the front seat and you would ride in the back seat? I really liked, I'm a very good passenger. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love to drive. There's no problem driving. But 
you know, when you are famous or of some <laughs> influence, you ride in the back seat and somebody drives you. <laughs> right. So that would you just used to have so much fun. We would just blast Fast Car by Tracy Chapman and I would just ride in the back with my biggest sunglasses like a windshield. Of the <laughs> and he would pretend like you were somebody famous and he was driving you around. I mean, we would just talk and laugh like I was in the front seat. It wasn't like I was riding in the back seat. I just happened to be always riding in the back seat because I wanted him to drive me. <laughs> okay, then that's fine. Like, That's not normal. Is everybody not doing that? <laughs> I mean, I think maybe I want to now, but I do get car sick. So I have to be in the front seat. Oh, nobody well, would have... okay. I, we can, we won't get anybody sick, but <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get Well, sick. and my car was a Chevrolet celebrity. <laughs> was it really? 1986. <laughs> what? Okay. What is the name of your podcast again? The good news is. The good news is. And where can you listen to it? That's on Spotify and Apple. I think it might actually be everywhere, but I, I push it through Spotify and Apple. So, okay. And then your website, lindsaystewart.com and then your Instagram, yeah. lindsaystewart. Yes. Is there anything coming up that we need to be looking out for any future home projects? I know you just got done working on your backyard. Ooh. Yeah. I'm kind of taking a breath right now. We have been <laughs> Since January, it has been one project after the other, some small, some big, but you know, when they all fold together one after the other, you just kind of need a second. Um, I'm you not sure when, yeah, a lot of seconds. I'm not sure when we're going to finalize this, but we do have some plans for the backyard around the pool area. We mm -hmm. are toying with a few different ideas for filler between our flagstone pavers and we're exploring uh turf we're oh. exploring i know i'm so freaking excited and i'll tell you why i'm excited about the turf everything and i know you know this but maybe your listeners don't everything in north texas goes dormant in the winter and it's gray and brown and it's not very pretty mm -hmm. and everything that's in between the pavers just dies and then you're left with gravel which is fine it's just when it's not gravel it's weeds <laughs> and there's a sweet spot between march and april where this natural it's like ireland this fine very fine natural grass comes up between all the pavers and it's beautiful but then it gets hot and it starts dying and then the weeds take over so it is a constant effort to keep it tidy and so we're definitely ready to fill in with something and I feel like turf would be fun because there really isn't maintenance and it would be green year-round yes and I do like that idea but yeah no I think it would look so pretty in between the rocks because I do too then well first of all how are you going to water just that little spot in between the rocks you can't so you need well, we have an irrigation, there is an irrigation system back there that they, so that, so, you know, at one point it was entirely dwarf Mondo grass, real live dwarf Mondo grass between every flagstone paper. Oh. I, the expense and the owner told me that one summer it just got too flipping hot and it mm. all died. And I'm like, Ooh, I cannot imagine. So they put down gravel to keep the weeds at bay. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's a stopgap I can respect. Like, what do you, what do you do at that point? So I'm not going to make the same mistake and kill, you know, put down Dwarf Mondo to be killed again. So that's kind of what prompted the, the turf area. 
And like you said, even watering, it's not just watering. How do you mow it? There's a pool right there. You're weed whacking. It goes everywhere. I mean, it's just really not. Dwarf Mondo, you don't have to grow, excuse me, mow. But real grass, we would have to mow. I just feel like this is going to be an expensive hit initially. But then over time, it's just going to be easier to maintain and look better well, long term. <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. I have to hop off because I have to go pick up my realtor because I want to hear about the houses you go look at. Well, do you want to come with me? Well, I'm in Seattle. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to, Faith. Oh, but remember, the best thing about going to look at open houses is, is it staged or is it the original contents? And when is the estate sale? <laughs> right. Um, it is as far. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'll send you the listing. I'll let you look yeah. at it. It's it would be it, fun fodder it's for, for the sale. Future. It's not an open house. I'm just doing a preemptive looking. I'm doing okay. a preemptive showing because Marcus said he wanted to look at it this weekend. And okay. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know if if he needs to look at it. Okay. And well, you'll keep me posted. Yeah, and I'm thinking about it all the time and I'm decorating oh, it in my as you, do. as you do. <laughs> so now I have to go and make sure I gotta get it out of my head. Yeah, you have to get out of your head. We'll report back. I'm excited to hear about it. Wow. I already, I love, I love, I love the paint colors. I love the paint colors. I love how they've done everything. <laughs> I will tell you, I've already thought about, oh, well, I could, I can do this. I can oh, do Oh, no, this. you're vested. You're in. <laughs> well, I mean. Marcus doesn't know, but you bought it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. I mean, look, if it was 3,300 Montecito and it was redone, yes. I mean, mm. I have a list of houses. This was not on my list of houses. Oh, so, hmm. you know, well, you'll have to go yeah. see anyway. We'll go look and, um, and check it out. Good. And, and either way, I pray for those new homeowners. Yes, I, as you do. Yes, because I want, you know, this is my community. I want, uh, I want somebody good. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Oh, you're so good for that. It worked for us. I can't believe we're neighbors. I can't believe how this all worked out. It's nuts. It's so much fun. Okay. When you come back in town, will you call me and invite me? To I will. Work? Oh, I love you, Faith. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye, Lindsay. Bye, Miss Faith. <laughs>